Hello, and welcome to Outnumber the Podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey. We're experienced moms to a combined total of 18 children. Our mission is to help overwhelmed parents find peace in parenting and humor in the chaos. Come join us as we attempt uninterrupted conversation about parenting with joy and intention. Welcome back, friends. You're listening to Outnumbered the Podcast, episode 100. Isn't that crazy, Audrey? Can you believe we have done this 100 times, Bonnie? <laughs> part of me can believe it. The other part of me cannot. The, the fun part cannot believe it. But it has been a lot of work. We'll admit that. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite part has been doing it with you because I don't know if I would have made it to 100 episodes all by myself. Absolutely. I will agree with you there. Um, there are a lot of projects that I like doing independently, but this is not one of them. I don't think I would have liked to just sit and talk to you guys only hearing my own voice. So we love, love, love doing this together. And we love listening from, um, and we love hearing from all of you comments and likes and shares and your reviews on the podcast have meant so much to us over the last almost two years. And we're so glad that we're still here. Thanks so much for coming back to listen over and over. But before we get started, I have a little humor segment to share. It's not specifically um, a motherhood one, but it was something hilarious that happened to me. It is COVID-related. You ready? (laughs) Let's hear it. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, I came down with a cold, pretty bad cold, some bad symptoms, and I got nervous that I was going to have my um, grandmother over for Thanksgiving dinner, Um, and she's 91, lives in a care facility, and so I was like, I should get tested, make sure that, you know, I'm not going to spread anything to her when she comes over. So I went and got a test, and it took forever to get the results back. And, um, you know, ironically, my grandma's care facility ended up getting locked down. She couldn't come anyway, so it wasn't a huge deal that I didn't get the results back in time. But I finally got them like nine days later. And the lab test said, they just emailed it to me, said test canceled. And I was like, test canceled? Why why were they? So I'm looking at the paperwork and I realized, oh, they didn't order a COVID test on my nasal swab. They ordered a gonorrhea test. (laughs) (laughs) On your nasal swab. I do not know why or how that happened, but it said incorrect specimen received. And I'm like, well, you think? (laughs) Because the one you took came from my nose and I know that you can't diagnose that (laughs) from from my nose. So, you know, jury's still out. Who knows if I had it or not, but it's been a couple weeks anyway, so it doesn't matter anyway. But I just thought that was a little bit of an ironic turn of events. I just hope they don't charge me for that test because. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you should go get an antibody test to see if you had it or not. There you go. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But it wasn't what they thought it was. No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. So we, if you've been listening on social media and some of our past episodes, you will know that this episode is going to be a very special one. Um, Our tagline for the podcast is helping moms find joy in the chaos of motherhood. Um, And this is kind of a tricky thing sometimes. Sometimes it's easier than others in certain phases of our life. But we reached out to all of you wonderful listeners and asked you guys to um, send us in your favorite tips for how you find joy when life is getting chaotic and crazy and overwhelming. So that's what we're sharing today is all the experiences that we have heard from you, wonderful mothers and fathers. And um, we're excited because some of these are just so, so, so touching and wonderful. And we think that we have so much 
to learn from each other that uh, we just really wanted to share um, the ideas that you guys wrote in. Yeah, we really hope that by listening to this episode, you guys uh, find something inspiring or relatable or just something that you can try when you feel like you're drowning in the chaos. And so maybe some of you guys can help each other through our podcast too. Totally. And I will say that I found it interesting that um, each tip seems to fall in one of two camps. One of the camps is how you better connect with your children when you're feeling disconnected or chaotic or crazy. And the other camp is more of a self-care camp. And and not one is better or worse than the other. They're both very necessary. So if you hear a thought and you think, no, I don't want to spend more time with my kids when they're driving me crazy, then listen maybe more for the self-care tips or vice versa. You think, no, I don't want to pull away from my kids when I'm feeling disconnected. I want to connect more with them. You know, so there's a time and a place for each of those different kinds of tips. Have you have you noticed that too, Audrey, that there's different those two different kinds? Oh, Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I need to immerse myself in my kids and with them and like put away all distractions and just focus on them. And then and then definitely there's times that I need to focus on myself so that I can be a good mom, a better mom when I'm in those times with them. For sure. And I just wanted to mention that because I think sometimes we give ourselves guilt trips when we need the self-care alone time or like time with your husband or whatever, um, rather than connecting with your kids. But it there's no right or wrong. It's just whatever you need in that moment. So Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention is that this episode is going to be a little bit more relaxed, less, you know, advice giving, more just sharing these wonderful experiences. It's going to be a lot like our Patreon episodes. So if you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a way to support your favorite creators like podcasters. And so we have some wonderful, wonderful readers who support us over there and they all get their very own exclusive episode every month. And it's just kind of like a little coffee date, a little chat that we have um, where we share some of our own personal struggles and um, successes in motherhood and lots of fun things that we're doing. So go check us out there if you want more of more casual laid back talks with us. <laughs> okay, so starting with tip number one, this one comes from Heather Harden on Facebook. She says, I absolutely love one-on-one dates with my kids. With seven kids, it's so important to get that individual time with them. We also have a tradition that when they turn 14, they get to go on a one-on-one trip with mom. I take them somewhere they have an interest in. Nothing crazy, but definitely a very fun overnight or weekend trip. I think I look forward to this even more than they do. It brings me so much joy. Oh, that sounds really cool. A trip at age 14 is an interesting time to choose it. Like, I'm I'm just thinking about that. Like, they're just on the cusp of changing. I mean, like, they're they're in that change from child to adult. And, and it's a great time to do something super connecting with them. I I love that idea. My husband, um, does something similar with our kids when they turn 18, he takes them on a trip and they go like out of the country. So, um, that's kind of like a bigger thing. And I, I don't know, maybe, um, he does it when they're 18 because they're like, they're graduated from school and they're an adult and it's kind of easier to travel like that. But I really like the idea of doing it when they're 14. I do too. I think it's such a beautiful age, especially because it's really fun to connect with them at that age. You're just starting to get into, to see them as their own person, as more of a grown up person and less of a child. And what a fun trip too, because you don't have to do any, you know, diaper changing or admonishing or, you know, like it would be really more of a fun friend trip and less of a, like, I got to keep my kid on, uh, I got to keep my kid from misbehaving or something. So I love that idea. Beautiful. All right. The next one of you that we heard from is Crystal J. Johnson on Instagram. She says she finds joy in the chaos by observing my kids playing and laughed, laughing together. Oh, such a good one. 
Yeah. When they're happy, it makes me happy. Like when I hear, I can't help but like smile when I hear my kids giggling and playing together and enjoying each other. That's, that's really awesome. Totally. And I think sometimes I'm tempted to get busy with my own stuff because they're occupied, but to just sit and quietly observe those moments is really, really special. And you, and you really stop taking them for granted because you see how cute they are together. I love that. The next one is from Clem Lynch on Instagram, and she says to go outside in nature and sing. How simple is that, but just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done that? Have you tried it? It's so awesome. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love doing it with my kids. Like it's a really fun family activity. All right. Everybody's getting outside. Let's go march around the block and we're going to sing at the top of our lungs or just on the porch or whatever it is. It is a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. Singing while you're hiking or moving or going along. Like there's just something to that. It's pretty awesome. Please forgive me if I'm butchering your name here, but the next one is from Barbara Thunusen on Instagram. She says, tickle and hug fights, big family dinners, fun movie nights. We'd love to laugh and play. Hey, those are awesome ideas. I love those tickle and hug fights. <laughs> That's great. Sometimes I make my kids when they fight. If you've listened to our episode on sibling rivalry, which is one of our top 10 episodes, you guys love that one. I do make my kids sit together and hold hands if they're fighting and it turns, it doesn't take very long to turn into a tickle and hug fight. So that's awesome. (laughs) I love that too. And sometimes um, I will say that I default, you know, we talked about the two different ways of finding joy. I default to the self-care one because my kids are home all day and I get overwhelmed really quickly and I'm kind of an introvert and I need my own time. But when I can um, stick it out and do something fun like that, like a big family fun dinner or a wrestle fight or something like that, it really reconnects me to my kids. So I have to remind myself to make sure I have time for those things as well as the, you know, alone self-care time. Yes. And that big family dinner, I I love those too, especially as my kids have gotten older and can, well, like you're saying about the trip with a 14 year old, they don't need you to wipe them and feed them and make those kind of choices, but they can just sit around and they can like participate in the conversation. Oh, family dinners are a nightly thing around here and I just love them. Totally, totally. I'm really, really a stickler for keeping our family dinners sacred um, because they just don't last forever. You know, kids get busy and start working and college and before you know it. So they're so special. All right. Another Instagram submission from Mary Kay Briggs is to invite my children to participate with me in activities I love. And you guys, this has been a huge one for me as well. I love this one because I'm very productivity minded and I have to get things done to feel fulfilled. And so to to combine that with connecting with my kids, then I will invite them to do things I love. Like I really want to do some sewing to feel fulfilled today. So I'll have a kid do it with me and then, you know, kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. I I was this one reminded me of when I was doing yoga the other day and my, my three-year-old gets really upset if she finds out that I did yoga without her because she oh, loves to do yoga with me. <laughs> uh, but the other day I had her and then I had the toddler and he was climbing on my back. Like he thought it was the coolest thing that mommy was making all these shapes with her body and he was trying to climb me on me like I was a gymnasium. It, it was making me giggle. So yeah, that I can totally relate to that one. All right. The next one is from one of our super fans and we love Cameron so much. She sent in an email and she says, 
Here are my ways I find joy in the chaos. Listening to Outnumbered, the podcast. See, we told you Cameron was so sweet. <laughs> we didn't even have to pay her to say that. <laughs> uh, be goofy with my kids. Say yes when I know they're expecting a no. Oh, that's so good. Just to see it's the so joy. Hard, but so good. Yes. No, the joy on their faces. Fulfill my childhood obsession with markers by buying all the markers ever for my kids. Ooh, brave mom. Mom, for sure. Best mom ever. <laughs> Swinging on our giant swing with my kids, reading aloud and using funny voices. I tell you what, Cameron, my mom used to do that with us, make voices for all the um, characters when she was reading us a book. And I've tried it and I have to admit, I can't remember the voices that I used, but it's definitely <laughs> one of different. my, yeah, I know. My kids are like, that's not the voice you were using, <laughs> but, but that's one of my fond childhood memories is remembering my mom do that. Your kids are going to really, really love that in the future too. And then Cameron got her husband to give us some responses and we're so excited to share those too. Her husband says he finds joy in the chaos by laugh at the things that would make you cry, like your toddler pooping his pants. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So much yes. Uh, strictly abiding by the notion that, quote, it's not a meal until somebody spills something. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know what's great about this is you're keeping your expectations exactly where they should be. Yeah. Because it is, you know, like the life coach school says, everything is as it should be. Little kids spill stuff. So if you expect to get through a meal without spilling something, you're going to be disappointed and frustrated. So you might as well just say, oh, there it is. There's our spill for the meal, you know, or spill number one. I don't know. I love that attitude. It's so great. And then he has two more. Enjoying baby laughs and snorts. Oh, my goodness. So precious. Like, so precious. <laughs> you would have to, like, not have a heart to be <laughs> able to get through a baby laugh and snort and giggle without smiling yourself. And the last one, such a dad laughing at toots. Yes, that's a dad. <laughs> I was reading books with my seven-year-old boy, of course, this morning, and he passed gas. And I said, was that you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets so much joy in it. It's like, whatever, bodily functions. <laughs> oh, boys. Yeah. Oh, that's full of so many good ones. Oh, we need to type all these up and share them in the, in the show notes. We're going to share as many as we can typed up in the show notes so you guys can take notes because so much good stuff. Okay. Our next one was an email submission from Jessica. She says, number one, free way to keep it fun. When I'm having a day where I feel particularly busy, frazzled, or annoyed with my kids or family, I try this mental exercise. I imagine it's the end of my life and I'm standing before God. Just before going on to whatever's next, I ask him if I can spend one more day with my family. He looks at me and says, sure, but I'm going to send you back to a random day. You don't get to pick it. I readily agree, yes. I then imagine that I'm sent back to the very moment I am in now with the kids screaming and the floor a mess, etc., and I asked myself, if this was the random day I was sent back to so I could be with my family one last time, how would I enjoy it? What would I do differently? Then I think about it. Would I scream at the kid for spilling water all over the floor for the nth time again that day? Would I focus on my to-do list and bark at my kids when they interrupt? Or would I be so happy just to experience the time with them again that I would let go of my to-dos and ideas of how the day should go and focus on enjoying being with each person, whatever the situation? Then I take a deep breath and try to respond the way I would like to review it if I had the chance. <laughs> that is that's just so you precious. To tears or what? Oh my goodness. Oh. Beautiful. What a beautiful thought. And I love that she doesn't focus on, um, well, I go back to this special day or this special event, but just one regular day and how precious that would be to have one last day that you knew 
you're going to spend with your family. I love that. Makes me cry. <laughs> yes, that is such a good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that next the next time I'm in that moment when everything has been spilled for the nth time and I'm getting ready to scream. <laughs> yes. Yes. Remember one last day. <laughs> uh, her second tip is what she calls a mom staycation. Recently, I had a day where I had had it accumulation of lots of stress and not enough self care since March, 2020. <laughs> I think we can all relate to that. And I just needed to get out. So I gave myself permission to put all my to do's on hold, even the seemingly really important ones. And I left the house by myself for a few hours while my husband watched the kids. I got a haircut, went to a really fancy gourmet restaurant I had never been to before. It was gusting. It was a gusting, chilly, twenty mile per hour winds that day. But I cannot tell you how happy I was eating my fancy meal outside in that wind with all the other people who just needed to get out. I just acted like I was on vacation and thoroughly enjoyed every single bite of food by myself. I think the wait staff was also enjoying serving all of us crazies who showed up in our windproof jackets, hats, and sneakers on that sunny but very frigid and windy afternoon. I had the best dessert ever, minus the cost, LOL, and came home completely refreshed. We might be having a few extra pasta dinners this week to balance out my staycation meal. Totally worth it. <laughs> That's from Jessica. <laughs> oh, so, so awesome. Oh, such a good idea. I can completely relate to that one because my toddler is currently in the phase where he will only eat food if it's on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so annoying. I know. So I'm like every meal. I'm like, do you realize that like your your plate is like two inches away, and this is exactly the same food? But no, he's got to stick his hands in my food, and he will only eat the food off my plate. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go to some nice restaurant without him and order dessert too. So there. Yes. Yes, that sounds amazing. Seriously amazing. And then once again, notice that she has two major tips. One is a reconnecting tip with her kids to really enjoy them. And the other one is a self-care tip all by herself. And I think both of those are just so important to balance out. Yeah, I wanted to share too that Je Jessica shared that she has five littles, age one to seven. So she oh is gosh. in the heat of, of it right now. And Jessica, we, we support you. Keep on doing exactly what you're doing. Exactly. Totally. All right. The next one comes from our friend Tarania and she sent it by email. She says, honestly, I basically stare at their adorable faces or just listen to them talk and laugh when they're not having a full blown melt, full blown meltdown from Hades. The people they are when I'm not tearing my hair out is joyous for me. I wish I had something more practical or duplicable, but I'm barely hanging on. Tarania, also has two babies. Like I think they're both under a year or under two. She had two babies right on top of each other, not not twins, but oh my goodness, Tarania, hang in there. We we're here for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love that she said this because I have always said that sometimes I wish I could just be my kid's babysitter, right? Because a babysitter shows up and they're excited to see you and you just think they're so cute. And maybe you help them with some chores, but mostly you just enjoy them and you play with them and then you go home, right? Because we have the challenge of enjoying our children even while we're trying to maintain a household and keep them alive and keep them clean, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a real challenge, um, especially if you are kind of productivity minded, like Audrey and I have talked about being, because you have to switch tracks sometimes and say, I'm not going to be productive for a minute. I'm just going to sit and look at my baby's faces. I'm just going to sit and cuddle with them. I'm just going to sit and tell a funny story and tickle, et cetera. And that is a really hard thing for some of us to do. Um, but I love that she recognizes that, that they're freaking out and she just has to 
enjoy them because they're her babies and she'll miss them someday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tarania is in like survival mode right now, like those years. And I, I just want to share, I emailed back Tarania and I want to share my response with her. I just told her that sometimes I go after my kids are asleep in bed, sometimes I go and I just put my hand on their little chest or their little back and I just feel them breathing up and down. And I just kind of sit there and breathe with them, just trying to calm myself and Mm -hmm. repair from the day. And then I tell myself, I say, this is reality. This is reality. (laughs) And Mm. it's just kind of a little thing that I do in, in the evening, sometimes when my kids are asleep and I've had a rough day and maybe I've been yelling at them too much or something. And I just like, this is reality. And I just breathe with them. Like we got through this day and we're still here and tomorrow we're going to try again. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And what a blessing that we have nights, right? I mean, sometimes you don't think that when you're up half the night with a sick baby (laughs) or a tired baby or whatever, but what a blessing that we have this big section of our day to rest, rejuvenate, and to reset ourselves, right? How many times do you think that life can't get worse, you know, at 10 o'clock at night and you wake up in the morning, you're like, no, things are good. We can do this. We can do another day. Yeah. Okay. So the next submission is from Emily Poaletti via email. She says, I take time every morning to read my scriptures and pray as well as talk to my mom and Marco Polo. She lives far away. Sometimes I have to lock myself in the bathroom to get this done, but I've noticed that if I don't take that time, sometimes just 10 minutes, I am so much more irritated. It's good to live in peace and joy day to day by taking a little time guilt-free for myself first thing. Yeah, so good. And I would also say that it's not just for you. Like, right, the the talking to her mom is probably predominantly for her, but dedicating some time to God, right? Resetting herself, making her spiritual nourishment the number one priority. That is huge and so powerful to give you strength to make it through the day. Yes, I agree 100%. I cannot make it through the day um, if I start the day without without the spiritual time with God. And, you know, sometimes, rarely, rarely now that I've learned my lesson so many times, but sometimes I have tried to start the day without that time first. And I'll just, I'll just say, okay, everybody put on your coats and go outside and play. And I've got something I got to do real quick. And then I just go get some time alone because I need it. And, and I've proven that the day is just not going to be a day that I want it to be if I try to start my day without that. Yeah. And you know, I've noticed that on the days that I can't get to it, baby wakes me up or whatever. Um, I will purposely make time for it in front of my kids, um, and communicate with them that, that I need that because I think it's a really powerful lesson that our kids grow up seeing mom made time for God first thing in the morning, even though we were screaming and yelling and freaking out or whatever, or even just while you're eating breakfast, everybody's finally settled down. It's really hard when the kids are little for sure. Um, But the more we make it a priority, the more we realize that we will stay settled and calm and peaceful a lot longer than if we just wake up and react to everything. All right. We've got uh, our next one from one of our former guests, Mary Jordan. You can go listen to her episode too, because that was really awesome. She says, I look for what's going right. So simple, so important. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a way to find joy. If we're looking for joy, we're going to find joy. I say that, I have said that to my kids a thousand times. You find what you're looking for. So, and it, I'm not talking about, you know, lost socks or that kind of thing. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, no, they never find that. They're like, mom, I can't find my sock. And then I have to find it. But 
you in as far as um, good and or bad in other people or in situations, you find what you're looking for. So let's just tr- all turn around and look for the good. Let's look for the joy in the chaos because, hello, that chaos is pretty easy to find. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's everywhere, right? Yeah. You know, this reminds me also of the episode we did with Andy Martineau. She is an expert in connective parenting, and it seems like human nature for us to always be very reactive and corrective in our parenting. Like, you did this wrong, we got to fix it. You did this wrong, we got to fix it. But her approach is to start with what's going right and to emphasize the heck out of that, right? Good job you did this. Good job you did this. Yay, I'm so proud of you. And then the kids come to expect the praise and the and that connection and love and the bad gradually eases its way out, right? Like what's the the phrase you, um, whatever you uh, emphasize grows or something like that. I know there's an actual quote for it, but that's <laughs> that's how parenting works. And and when we're off our game, we forget that and we just focus on, on the negative and it, <laughs> then it grows. <laughs> All right. Our last listener's submission is from Brooklyn Pinto. On Instagram, she says, just taking the time to play or connect with my kids instead of worrying about dinner slash cleaning. So once again, (laughs) taking a break from that to-do list and connecting with your kids is so powerful. Again, especially for those of us that really, really, really feel like we have to get stuff done to feel fulfilled. Yeah, those to-do lists are so demanding (laughs) and so necessary. I mean, if we didn't clean the toilet who would right I mean (laughs) come on (laughs) but 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 not putting our to-do list before our relationships with our kids or not prioritizing them above our our kids or you see we have this episode on prioritizing what matters and Mm -hmm. just making sure that we have everything in the in the right place so that we can connect make those connections that are going to be super important for for our future with relationships with our kids. Yeah, how important those relationships are. And you know, something that's helped me in this regard is to be able to separate my obligations uh, into two camps. One is that of motherhood and one is that of like household manager, right? For some reason, we tend to lump all those together. We think, well, as a mom, I cuddle with my kids and I mop the floor and I do the dishes and I brush their hair and I... But there's really motherhood, the things that make you a good mother, and then there's the things that make you a good household manager. And they're not the same things. And we have to decide what our priority is. And in my mind, being a good mother is a priority. But in my actions, very often, I prioritize, you know, keeping a clean house over quality time with my kids. And I've started to realize that, wait a minute, getting the dishes done does not make me a good mother, right? In fact, probably leaving the mess and teaching my kids to do it or spending time with them is probably in the long term more beneficial to my relationship, but it's very, very difficult to do in the, in the, in the, in the moment, right? But I love stopping and saying, okay, I feel like a bad mom today, but what did I do to develop my motherhood skills? Well, I did do this and I did do that. Was the house a wreck? Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I'm proud of what I did accomplish towards my motherhood goals. Yeah, I like to think of it like this sometimes. Like I could hire somebody or pay somebody to do the dishes or the laundry or, you know, all these household things, but I can't pay somebody to do the connection with my kids and to mother Mm -hmm. them and parent them. Like that has to be 
from me. And I'm not talking about childcare, somebody taking care of your kids. I'm talking about being the mother <laughs> to your children. Yes. And, and nobody can take that place. That's, that's our gift when we become mothers. So that's the part that I'm trying to focus on. Yeah. In fact, I've hi- I have hired help before while I'm at the house, someone to come just help take care of kids while I get things done or vice versa. Um, and I've noticed that I will default into the housework stuff while they're playing with the kids. And I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> I should be having more time connecting with my kids and I should outsource if, if possible, the things that are not required to be done by me, right? Because no one can replace your children's mother. So I just love that thought. That's so, so, so beautiful. So those are the wonderful listener submissions that we have received over the past few weeks. Um, we love hearing from every one of you guys because it makes us remember that every mother and father goes through the same challenges and the same struggles and the same joy right? When we make time for it. So we love, love, love being here for you guys. We love listening to you guys. We love your reviews. We love every connection we have with you guys on Instagram, here, everywhere else. Um, And we're so grateful for you and every episode you listen to. Yes. Thank you to a special thanks to those who support us on Patreon and help keep keep the podcast going. And thank you to you for those of you who have reached out to us and told us um, how an episode has helped you. Um, either in person or by email. All that means a lot to us. It helps us keep going on. Even though there are two of us, we still love that encouragement to keep going. And thank you for every episode that you've listened to and downloaded and shared with others because all that makes it easier for other people to find us and our podcast too. Thanks so much for tuning in. Did you know you can help the podcast in several ways? First up, we're on Patreon and there are three different levels to support us there. Just head to patreon.com slash outnumbered. Next up, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a written review on iTunes. It helps other parents find the podcast and receive the help you're enjoying. And finally, you can follow us on Instagram at Outnumbered the Podcast. We're always having fun over there, too. As usual, if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can reach us at outnumberedthepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.